Radio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. I am still Joseph Scrimshaw. This week's episode was recorded live in beautiful, sure, I'll say beautiful, why not, Los Angeles at Nerd Melt Showroom, and our topic is the movie Rogue One, colon, A Star Wars Story. Since I am personally deeply obsessed with Star Wars, I wanted to take a minute to chat about Star Wars here at the top of the podcast. Now, for anyone listening who isn't familiar with Star Wars, I wanted to provide an explanation. Star Wars is a series of movies, books, TV shows, ironic t-shirts, bedsheets, and Pez dispensers that tell the epic tale of a bunch of space wizards who keep cutting each other's limbs off with laser swords. It is, by the numbers, one of the most popular things ever created in the history of human civilization. It has millions upon millions of die-hard fans who are always, at all times, deeply angry about some part of Star Wars. And I think that is strangely appropriate, because Star Wars has always had a weird duality to it. It is a great cocktail of strange new ideas mixed with the oldest, most relatable mythologies. It examines deep philosophical truths about the nature of humanity, faith, and governmental structure, and it also has a drug dealer named Elon Slesbegano. There is some tension between those two things. And I think Rogue One really fits this model of tense duality. On one hand, the film is just pure fan service. It is the most Star Wars thing that has ever Star Wars to Star Wars. It's got X-Wings, Blue Milk, cool new stormtroopers, the Death Star blowing up a city full of Force worshippers, Darth Vader both killing people and taking a bath. Like, what more Star Wars could you want than Darth Vader taking a bath on a volcano planet? But... At the same time, since it is the first attempt to do a standalone story, it does a lot of new stuff. It's got a different structure, no opening crawl, it wants to be grittier and grimier and more based in reality. It doesn't have as many elements of, like, pulpy movie serial adventure. Instead of a fun, weird scene of the Millennium Falcon escaping from a giant space slug, sad, emotionally broken people go to a depressing rain planet and try to decide who they should kill. So I think if you're a deep, deep Star Wars fan, the movie takes some time to process. Personally, there are parts of the movie that I'm not entirely sure of, and other parts that I adore. In particular, I think the big picture idea of the film works beautifully. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the main theme of the film is hope. The word is said in the film about 72 times. And the ticket taker at the theater when I went to see the movie four times opening weekend actually stamped the word hope right on my hand when I walked in the door. But as blatant as that theme is, it is still powerful, that message of fighting against oppression, not as the ultimate fated hero, but just as an individual, as a link in the chain of resistance. Even when the odds for victory are so slim, you might not even get confirmation that you succeeded. That idea is so well told and performed in this movie that I love it just for that. And I would take a thousand mildly upsetting CGI Tarkin lips to get that little bit of hope. 
But enough about me, let's talk about me. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and all the social media as at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Twitter as at Obsessed Podcast. If you enjoy Star Wars podcasts, check out the Star Wars feed I co-host with Ken Knapsack and Jennifer Landa called Force Center. And if you enjoy Obsessed, you can support us by becoming a backer on Patreon. As little as $1 a month gets you access to our monthly bonus episodes, so if you're interested, full info is on patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Finally, shows! I do shows! I've got a bunch of stand-up shows, conventions, and more live recordings of Obsessed coming up. You can always find info and tickets on my website at josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. But for now, sit back, relax. Grab a big bottle of blue milk and a stick to hit stormtroopers with, and thrill to our fun live show all about Rogue One colon, a Star Wars story. Hello, hello, thank you so much for that loud, powerful round of applause. Uh, I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. This is Obsessed Live. We are going to be talking about a topic that is very close to my heart, and that is the movie Rogue One colon, A Star Wars Story. <laughs> this movie I had looked forward to uh, for a very long time since it was announced, and I, as it got closer and closer, I realized that all I truly needed out of this film is to see Darth Vader murder people. And I kept uh, thinking of that as like, ha, 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 a funny joke. And then as I sat in the theater watching the film with my wife and the movie went on and on and Darth Vader had not murdered anyone, I started to really have a crisis of conscience. <laughs> saying, who am I as a person that I need to see Darth Vader murder people? And then when it became clear he was about to murder people, the woman behind me said, oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, shit, no, oh, shit, 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 shit. And it was the most powerful moment I've ever had in a theater. <laughs> Listening to the woman behind me say, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And I hope you guys have just as powerful of an evening here at Nerd Melt Showroom. We have a bunch of great guests. He's a podcaster, comedian, and producer of Never Not Funny. It's Matt Belknap. Hello. She is a comedian, a model, a big fan of both Doctor Who and Star Wars. It's Riley Silverman! She is a writer, a reporter, and the host of Collider Nightmares, Clark Wolf! And finally, he's a comedian, podcaster, and writer for the new Netflix show, Bill Nye Saves the World. It's Mike Drucker! Thank you guys so much uh, for coming here and doing the old podcast. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thanks for having yeah, of course. us. Yeah, yeah. And um, so if uh, people came to the other live show or listened on the podcast, uh, Matt, Riley, and Clark were all with me for our Force Awakens episode, and they were all great. Oh, and thanks. They had, yeah, thank you. <laughs> One they person. all sucked, and they're back <laughs> <laughs> to tell them why in great detail. Uh, yeah, and you guys were all great and had great chemistry, so I was like, I'm going to invite you all, and I wanted to uh, invite Mike, because I had met Mike in the, in the time in between Force Awakens and Rogue One, and yeah. I know that he is a great Star Wars mind. I am. <laughs> all right, I hope I am. I really just said I am, like, I am, but I don't know. You guys might disagree. <laughs> Let's start over, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Find Out if Mike Drucker is a great Star Wars mind. 
Yeah. He was dropping knowledge in the green room, so he I, was. I'm, I'm feeling good about his, uh, his 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 appearance here. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to get started uh, by just going down the line and getting the general sense of how you guys feel about Rogue One. The the podcast is called Obsessed, and I'm pretty obsessed with Rogue One. But obsessed doesn't necessarily always mean super positive. And I know like uber Star Wars fans uh, have had mixed reactions to Rogue One from I love it to I'm disappointed by it to I love half of it. So where are you guys at with it? Matt? Uh, I, I guess I love the last third of it, which I think a lot of people probably feel that way. I, I, I don't know why. I guess, you know, I was all for it. I, I Conceptually, I was like, cool, let's do it. Let's, let's get a little gritty with Star Wars. But then when I was in it, I was like, I actually feel like this betrays the essence of what I love about Star Wars, which is that it's it's ultimately an escape. And, and this movie kind of made me feel like, oh, it would suck to be in this world. It's it's brutal. It's a brutal place to live. And I don't want to have to confront that reality at all. Right, it's true. They made it, like, realistic. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, I don't want realism. Bum me out. And yeah, then, it's not as much fun to be oppressed when Simon Pegg's not your overlord, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like, oh, God. I'm, now I'm sad for everybody involved in this. And uh, then you I know, like that your idea of, like, escapism is growing up on sand planets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, when you watched Star Wars as a kid, which I assume you did, didn't you, even though it, when you look at it on paper, Luke's life completely sucked, but didn't you want to be Luke? Like, didn't you want to have that land speeder? <laughs> no, and, I wanted to be no. IG-88. I wanted to hurt shit. <laughs> well, you could do that, too. You could, you could be anybody you want to be. But <laughs> I'm with you, Matt. Because I, okay. I always saw, like, if my parents died, yeah. I could go on a cool adventure. Yeah. It would be a bummer that my parents died. <laughs> yeah. It was like an but optimist's then, view of a shitty life. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. But yeah, but the end, I mean, come on. Like, it's still Star Wars. It's still X-Wings flying around yeah. the TIE Fighters. And, and, you know, Vader rampaging at the end is probably the, the greatest single, like, just sequence. I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's a, a more badass sequence in any Star Wars movie. No. It's, it completely hit everything that I, I didn't even know I wanted out of a Star yeah. Wars movie. And I saw it with my, my eight-year-old daughter. And when, when Princess Leia turned around, she, I know that sounds weird. Like, maybe she shouldn't have been seeing that. But it was a segue. She was fine. She, she loved it. But when she saw Princess Leia, she was, like, levitating off of her chair. She was so excited. Like, she loves Star Wars. And she was like, I've never seen more joy on her face. She was, like, giddy. and cl- She literally <laughs> clapped. She was so happy to see Aww. Princess Leia. Aww. And so, like, to me, that redeemed everything. I was like, great. You did it, fine. But like, I went back to see it again, and 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 I, I think I liked a little better the second time because I knew what I was in for. But so I'm I'm still like a little conflicted about it. I, I'm I'm a very much a like a Force Awakens partisan, like a like <laughs> sort of. I feel like I'm in that camp of like, no, anyone who says Force Awakens isn't the greatest can go to hell. Like that's that's <laughs> there. Like I want to. That's where I'm. Like my heart is with like where we're going. Okay. Where like I want to keep moving forward and not go backwards. And okay, you know, like that's I think that was where I landed. That makes sense, Riley. I uh, I'm a, I'm gonna be the the complete in the tank person at least for this. I I loved it so much, and like I I mean I definitely understand the issues with it people have, and like I've had friends who have berated me with them a few times, and like I like yeah I get what you're saying. I don't give a shit. Like I like it so much. Like I'm not. I, there's a lot of people who are big like prequel fans who are like dicks to you if you're not a fan of prequels. Like they're like, uh, you know, like I think the people who didn't like the prequels were dicks first. To be no. fair, for like <laughs> oh 15, 20 years. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, because well, they're really bad movies though, so it's hard not to. <laughs> I mean, be. you are um, being a right. dick right now, Riley. Is, I, it, is telling I the truth that. dickish? Yeah. Like, um, I thought it, but I didn't say yeah. it. I'm um, glad right. you did. But like I, I feel like I, Rogue One. I definitely know what its flaws are, but I. First of all, I, 
I was in the tank for this movie the second I saw the first trailer because I like fell in love with Jenny or so and like I wanted Jenny or which is why I'm dressed as her tonight. I'm wearing oh, the, yeah. the hot. Yeah. Like, the, I think I mentioned last year on the podcast that like I didn't like any attempt to sexualize Ray because I wanted Ray to be like this thing just for young girls to be a part of. I had none of those problems with Jenny or so. I was like dirty Ray all day long. Like just have. <laughs> and so I I just like the idea of this like rogue like this like rogue this like scoundrel character who is is like not like someone who's like a Han Solo type but but a woman and that was great for me so that was really into that I think the biggest issue I have with the prequels is that not only do I think the scripts are weak but I think they don't give the characters enough to do and they have a lot of really talented actors who aren't given things to do with their characters and it could have been like one more draft of that script by like a script doctor or just like maybe another take of almost any scene would have made this movie so much better and so this movie I think there are times where the story might be a little bit weaker but I love the characters so much I love the actors playing them so much even Forrest Whitaker which I know I shouldn't no 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 that's fine Forrest Whitaker has that thing of like it's almost like the way that I love Uma Thurman in the in the Batman and Robin movie, where it's like at least he like he just made a choice and he stuck like he's like he's like Wentworth he Miller really on the Flash. No, I really like. I love that. I love it because he's just sort of like, oh, you you need me to hit a double? No, I'm doing a grand slam with you, yeah, one yeah. or not. I'm doing Are you here yeah. to kill me? Yeah. The o- the only thing that would have made like it better is if Nicolas Cage played that. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. I feel like Forrest Whitaker is oh. doing the voice he was going to do when he was cast in Fat Albert like before. <laughs> so okay, that that gives me a good sense of where you're yeah. coming from. How about you, Clark? Well, uh <laughs> I am obsessed with not being obsessed with this movie, Joseph. Um I did not care for Rogue One. Traitor. Yeah, okay. I know. I'm sorry. What are the flaws that you found? Lots. Okay. I, I just okay, but I need to be honest. I need to be. I need to be honest because I. I don't want to just be like a Debbie Downer and a jerk. I'm not a fan of Gareth Edwards, the okay. director. I have not liked any of his movies, and the previous two Godzilla monsters, I didn't like them, and um, I didn't like this one either. You know, I think it's not the only reason why, but um, the the cards were stacked against him. You know what I mean? As far as me enjoying this movie, yeah. because his deal I'm not on board with. <laughs> right, okay, so you're not a Gareth Edwards fan, uh, is, a, is a filmmaker. Did you feel not emotionally hooked by the characters? Not at all. And also, I feel like, ooh, I don't want to be mean, but um, I, I feel like this movie has one of the worst performances by a leading actor that I have ever seen in a I big I think you said that movie. in a really calm, political way. Yeah. So I, think <laughs> I, try I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but like, they really shit the bed well, on this one. Somebody, some, one of the leading persons in this film, I just thought was Awful. Are you talking about Diego Luna? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I like. Oh, I thought, I thought you meant Felicity Jones. We talked about it backstage. So I was like, well, I know who she hates, so I'm just gonna let it go. And well, I didn't care for. I know both of them. I know. I, I I think like they assembled this amazing cast, and then they didn't give them enough to do. Like it was just like here you go. Like it was it was a heist movie without any heist. It was just yeah. like it was like an <laughs> hour and that. twenty minutes of like kicking around doing jack shit until they finally go like storm the castle. And like all the scenes where it's like 
Let's do a big dramatic adult argue scene where we're like, come on, that's my father. No, you. It's like, this is, why is Star Wars doing like bad, yeah. like 10 o'clock NBC drama scenes? <laughs> well, no, that's a great point. And also like I, some of the scenes between um, Felicity Jones and, and Forrest Whitaker, like they were talking about all this cool shit. Like she was like, and you did this thing to me when I was 16. And I was like, I want to see that. Right. I don't yeah. Stop telling me about Show it. Show don't I, tell. Like, Show don't that. tell, Garrett. Like th- that sounds cool. I yeah. want to see you in, a, in the training thing and and the thing is I know everybody says like if you read the the books this all makes so much more sense and you know what they're talking about but don't make me read a fucking book it's a goddamn (laughs) Star Wars movie just let me watch the movie I kind of like if you're not gonna (laughs) hand out the reading before the test then I don't know like I can't be held responsible just one thing Star Wars fans hate it's doing anything else extended (laughs) with Star Wars (laughs) I feel like I am flashing forward to what my life is going to be like I'm getting a peek of what my life is going to be when I'm in a retirement home yeah. <laughs> We're all just hunched over going, don't make me read a fucking book. <laughs> I don't want to read more Star Wars. I like Star Wars too much. Well, that's uh, the thing. Joseph, I, I like that you think we're going to be alive by the time <laughs> yeah. we're old enough to be. Right, that's right. so we're optimistic Very optimistic. But Clark, I yes. think that maybe the political way to say what you're saying is that there are many times in the film, especially early on, where the actors are in the characters are clearly feeling something. Very powerfully. Yes. And if you fill in for yourself from a book or from your own heart what they're feeling, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the movie is right. powerful. But if you take a step back and say, I know Jin cares a lot about something, <laughs> but what could it be? But I, the, the last thing that I want to say is, um, and I'm sorry. Um, no, it's fine. I have to spoilers for this movie. And um, Doctor everyone, everyone, has, any, has anyone ever, come here who has not seen the movie? Seen that anyone go like, do you think we're going to screen the film I'm behind not, us? Look, I don't know. They're, they're, did you read the books? There's homework you guys had to complete before you walked in Nerd Mail tonight. But no, I can we stop killing Mads Mikkelsen in everything? Like, what the fuck? You don't kill the coolest, best actor in all of your franchises, Disney. Like, what are they doing? Because I was super bummed. Like, I'm sorry, Doctor Strange spoilers i know maybe he's probably not dead but, but they, like when that happened i was like no i want more of him and then and then i met rogue one and i was like no why are you doing this to be so, fair they killed off everybody in rogue one yeah, right? and, yeah but he's the not difference alone. is that all of them i was happy about <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I seriously did have that thought. I'm sorry, but at the end of the movie, when the big light like, flash happened... Oh, they happened, killed the white guy, too? That no, sucks. No, no, no. I, when the big flash happened at the end, I was like, thank God I never have to see those two in another Star Wars movie. Ever. All right, so Clark Wolf loved the tidal wave that <laughs> killed the two main characters. Very good spin, good spin. Wave. Good positive. Her favorite character. Uh, Mike, how about you? What's your basic feeling? I, 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 I liked it a lot. I totally disagree. <laughs> I... Here's my thing. I uh, got into Star Wars when I was at like the fifth grade through Tales from Jabba's Palace. Oh, wow. So I got in <laughs> via the expanded universe. And to me, this was the first movie that felt like that expanded universe where everyone's dirty and gross and just assholes. Because that's what like a lot of those old books were. It was like, look at this asshole over here. He was in Mos Eisley's Cantina, but he's actually a dick. And I like that. And I felt like Rogue One <laughs> had a lot of that. I also like that it's, you know, like I like Batman more than Superman because it's always like peop- like everyone's suffering and having a bad time. And that's how life is. And I kind of feel like this is the Star Wars movie. Like, again, like a lot of the reasons you guys disliked it, I liked it, was like, oh, look at how bad a time everyone's having. Yeah. That's, what, that's what real life is like. I also like that the Death Star won. 
Like it was, you know, like yeah. like I know that it doesn't win ultimately. They beat the Death Star. I've seen the other movies, but I like that. Like in this movie, they're like, and then the, and the Death Star didn't blow up. There's not a fourth Death Star now. Like you know, like they they the Death Star won, and also it won in a way that was you saw people sad and suffering. It wasn't like Princess Leia on a ship being like, oh no, basketball is a peaceful planet. Like there's like you actually see what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you see what happens. And you see how much people are suffering. And you also like see that the rebellion isn't just like a bunch of people being like, hey, isn't the Empire bad? And everyone's like, yeah, it's pretty bad. Let's stop it. <laughs> like you see like people being like, oh, this guy tortures people. And he's like, well, I mean, the Empire's pretty bad, right? It's like, yeah, but we suck too. I like that it added some complexity to the series that wasn't there before. Also, I like Director Krennic because he wasn't like he wasn't a supervillain, he was just middle management. <laughs> yeah. And I like that there was the like... The Bill Lumberg of Star Wars. The <laughs> moment I was sold on Krennic was the opening scene where like basically they're like, ah, don't kill my family. He's like, I'm going to have to kill your family. And I was like, oh, I've had that boss. <laughs> like I've had the boss. I was like, sorry, you got to work on Saturday. Yeah. Like, and I love that. Yeah. Okay, well, th- that leads into my next question. Well, and I'll start with you. We'll go down the line yeah. the other way. Which character in Rogue One, if you could, would you like to hug? Um, would it be Krennic? Because he is in such a <laughs> shitty middle management job. <laughs> He's just trying to wear enough flair to impress the Emperor. I will say that about Krennic. Krennic is the first, like, like Imperial who looks bad in a cape. Like, I mean, he does, not right. for the whole movie, but on the planet. Like, yeah. When he's, like, trying to, why, he's, like, Bush at the inauguration. Like, he's, like, trying to, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's he's, what I like, like, blowing in every direction. I and would. he's trying to be cool, but it's, like, they're just, uh, yeah. like, I would. I, I Why think do I even have this cape? Yeah. <laughs> I would hug Grand Moff Tarkin and go, "You don't belong in this movie." <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, so That's even my you, one downside. you would my try, like, even you, you would try to hug yeah, him, oh. but your arms would go through him. Like, <laughs> like whatever, whatever. I will say, I love the movie. It's. I know that this is heresy. It's my second favorite Star Wars movie. I don't give a fuck if you agree. Um, but every time Tarkin was on screen, I was like, "This is my least favorite Star Wars yeah. movie." <laughs> wait, wait. So, okay. is, what's your first Empire? Empire. Okay. Okay. So, who would you hug then? You would hug Tarkin. Tarkin, just because. That weird dead face. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know he's literally a dead person, but yeah, like, just like whenever I, ugh, I hated that part. Okay, so you would you would hate hug him? I would ha- no, I'd be like, because you know he's sad. He's like, just go away. <laughs> just 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 give someone else your dialogue. Give your dialogue to Vader. <laughs> yeah. He's great, but don't not fat Vader in that one scene. Cool murder Vader. <laughs> also, I know that I'm pointing out things I dislike about it because I, but I do like a lot. What was with fat Vader? Not in the murder scene. Murder scene perfect, but fat Vader like in that chamber, other scene. Chamber Vader. Yeah. 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 Here's here's what I, like I think it. happened with uh, Chamber Vader because uh, my friend on my my Star Wars podcast Force Center, Jennifer Landa, she pointed out that it looks like he's has attitude like he's sashaying into the room. It's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And then I watch it again in his. Chest plate isn't locked down, and it swings yeah. almost like an old rapper with a clock <laughs> on his chest. It's just he's such so a weird it looks like he's got this attitude as he comes in. It's like I'm yeah. here for my business meeting with Krennic, uh, and he's yeah he's sashaying. Murder scene though, great. Murder scene, great. Murder scene right. ruled. Clark, who would you hug? I, I'd hug Mads Mikkelsen. I'd kiss, <laughs> I, I'd kiss him a little too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you'd hug him and just see where it goes. Totally. All right. Riley. We only got one life, as we learned. <laughs> same reason, yeah. Same reason, but Jenny or so. Like it would be, yeah. Felicity Jones, yeah. Like, okay. An applause break. That's how much we're fans of this. <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of death in these hugs, but I guess there's a lot of death in the movie. I like uh, that now that we know Vader's a dad, we can write dad jokes for him. That's the thing. It's like they finally uh, they finally yeah. got to a point. Where, like let's just have Vader toss in a dad joke oh, at the end of this scene. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, 
How about you, Matt? I got to go Bodie. I love Bodie. Love yeah. love Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Riz Ahmed was my MVP of 2016. He was in Rogue One. He's on the Hamilton mixtapes. Guys, <laughs> the night of was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Guys, awesome. And I, I I felt bad for that character. I don't know. Like, he had, yeah. to, he yeah. had to be in the part of the movie that's like, like seven, basically. He's in like a yeah. David Fincher film for some reason. Yeah. You gotta put a bag over his head. It's like super gritty fucking... He has a real like, bad and he's time. Like, yeah, he's the one time. guy who's like trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And, and they're honest, all dicks and, like, to him. Yeah. Why are they like, so... Di- he was given a task. He's doing it. And they're yeah. like... Oh, yeah, it's, it's like real life. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's true. Yeah, like, I mean, the, the behind-the-scenes discussions with him is like, well, we're concerned the character was re- a little flat, so I made the choice to just be terrified by everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes across, and it does make him more... Dude, like, I mean, yeah, I'd be pretty I'd... terrified if a giant, like, like squid tentacle Japanese sex monster came out of a room and told oh him to make me know if I'm lying. I'd be pretty scared, well, too. Yeah, so yeah I but I mean, he's just yeah. sort of terrified all the time, which I find yeah. beautiful. Uh, so I think that's a, yeah. I think that's I a mean, beautiful did anyone... It makes sense, because he's like, he literally is fleeing from the Empire. Like, he right, is, he's, right. like, the person who's, like, the most likely... Either side's gonna fuck him up, and that's like was like the rebels could easily go. No, you're an imperial. We're gonna kill you. Or the emperor, when they find empire finds him, like we're gonna kill you. Like he's no, he's like one port in a storm. Right. He's he's a like, pilot. He's a driver. Yeah. yeah. He chauffeurs them around. He's not a fighter at all. Yeah. 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 I mean, you so guys can hug sense. who you want, but I think we all have to agree he's the one that needs it the most. Yeah. yeah he definitely sure. needs it the most for <laughs> sure. Damn. Absolutely. I let him watch while I hugged Jim. Like I would totally oh. be. <laughs> okay, so weird. <laughs> I, I want to get into a thing uh, that that Mike brought up, which is indeed the CGI uh, of Leia and Tarkin. I mean, spent a lot more time with Tarkin. So I want to find out how you guys feel about it, and I also want to know if you would allow me to, in later podcasts, use your voices <laughs> and CGI you into podcasts. <laughs> Uh, I, I no, you may not do that. <laughs> uh, I guess I should put that in writing somewhere. Just as a general rule, I don't want to be CG'd into anything. Not because I don't want to be put in situations where I where I wouldn't have consented, but just because I know it's going to look shitty. Like I, right. if, if maybe in a hundred years, if you can guarantee it'll look perfect, then fine. But this was just to me such a clear case of like ILM being like. Look, we gotta we gotta uh, advance the the ball. You know, we gotta we gotta take the next step uh, to to make CG characters look more real. So let's make twenty minutes of footage of this fucking guy that isn't necessary to the story, so that we can do it. And then once you commit to that, you can't cut that because you just spent ten or fifteen million dollars on that. And so those scenes were super boring. It looked good maybe one tenth of the time. Like it looked amazing yeah. every once in a while. You'd be like, oh damn, that's awesome. And then oh, you lost it again. When it <laughs> was like, really yeah. far away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The one shot of him with his back to the camera looking into the, like the window yeah. and it's like a blurry reflection yeah. looked great. Looked and I was like, good. if that's all you saw of him, we'd all be going, oh my God, how good it's hard right. in that movie. Like that's the one thing, yeah, as, as much as I love the movie, that's the one thing that I would definitely have cut is yeah, the this CGI. is like yeah, this I is think, like if Spielberg had I, left the fucking shark, the rubbery, shitty Bruce shark from Jaws, <laughs> if he had just left everything he shot in the movie, and people would have been like, the fuck was up with that rubber shark in the movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why was that in there? Would you liked it more or less if there had been a super close up of his rubbery lips <laughs> that moved like a Muppet? <laughs> Uh, his I, mouth that was so yes. weird was, he looked like one of those guys that, like on Conan where they like put in like a new mouth yeah. over like a photo of someone yes, yes. it's so yeah. funny it's like it's like a, it it's like a trying to catch a kitten like the clo- the more you try to make the mouth look right the worse it fucking <laughs> right. does like, you can't get it you're not you're never gonna get oh, there now you I'm picturing Tarkin with any... a kitten in front of his mouth it could have literally been any imperial and that's the thing like you know when they first filmed it they didn't know for sure they were gonna kill everybody off at the end and so like you could have literally made it any imperial like overlord guy and then he could have been on Scarif when they all died if you don't want to explain why. I like that they did have to kill everybody off explain why they're not in the other movies even though we saw a huge crowd of people. It's, it's easy
easy to believe that the Rogue One team just wasn't in the other fight. Like, it's like they were off doing another mission. That's why we yeah. didn't see them on camera. I think but, it's more interesting if they if there are some question marks if it's ambiguous like yeah. what if they, maybe they could pop up in old age in episode eight like that yeah. that's to me like to, to be so definitive about it is unnecessary. Well, there was like such a long and I was part of it. There was a big speculation that Jin was going to turn out to be Ray's mother like it was right. like a seed and I think we can put that to bed. I think <laughs> right. at this point yeah. there was um, a groaning noise from the audience yeah, that I would um, like to note in the like, podcast. Yes. I, I want to move on to other people's Sorry. thoughts on 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 the CGI. Well, the only I was going to add the last thing is like same thing in the mirror. Same thing with, with Princess Leia at the end. Like I say, I'm glad your daughter was excited by it but I felt like even if it just, just had her back in the doorway I know that's what it, I wanted that would have been perfect I was when ready they turned to her I'm like oh yeah, don't do that it to her too miss. and there was an article I read about the movie that was like it was about fake news and about how we should be afraid they're gonna like now CGI people into fake news in like the next few years and the person writing the article even said like well if you saw the new Star Wars movie try picking out who's real and who's not and I go are you who the fuck done edited this article like, uh, was there one that. pilot that you didn't that see lady. like I don't know what our, <laughs> our grandmothers will be fooled just like they were yeah right uh, Clark, Clark what are your thoughts not good <laughs> again <laughs> yeah. not not pro this it's kind of like the way I this is a very silly thing that I think about a lot but it's like wearing jeans to a golf course just because you can doesn't mean you should <laughs> <laughs> and I just took real like it looked so bad and and I wish I had seen this with your daughter because I feel yeah. like that's the only way to watch this yes, like totally. through the eyes of someone mm -hmm. else as in not looking at the screen <laughs> yeah, yeah. and taking their reaction as like this eyes. is it yeah reflections it's all about reflections reflections in the window yeah, yeah. looking good reflections in children's faces all right that is the only looking. way to see movies it's like, like fighting <laughs> Medusa like he's yeah. putting a shield like I, I managed to, to enjoy monster trucks with my son like right. that's how powerful the, the, the joy of a child so it. Clark you just for every film where you're not sure if you're gonna like it get a child yeah, yeah a totally. random child and bring them you can, to the theater you can take mine I'm, that's fine you great deal let's something. talk that's afterwards. funny I took my nephew to see uh, Attack of the Clones when it came out and he actually asked to leave in the middle of the movie <laughs> he was that like was, not into oh, it alright you've got two strikes on the prequel right, third yeah. strike you're this, out this is such that was, a that's my nephew's strike on the prequel your nephew has one strike <laughs> I, did any of you guys see Pete's Dragon Anyone? Yeah, you did. Okay, yeah. nobody else yeah. in the audience. I well, do. this movie is a fucking downer, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Pete's Dragon is the most depressing children's movie you'll ever see. And I saw it with a little child sitting right in front of me who bursts into tears within the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie. And I just hear him turn to his dad and say, I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. And his that's dad's like, you're going to learn about life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Shut up. All right, Mike, what did, what Sometimes lumber's important. Mike, what did you think about the CGI? I, it was almost like, it, you know, like when you get into like an argument with someone at work and then the next day you're like, I can't even, I can't look at you and I know we have to face each other. That's how I felt every time Tarkin was on screen. <laughs> like I'd look at the people next to me to see how they're reacting. <laughs> I just didn't want to look at it because it was so bad. Um, and I and that's and I heard that like certain projection methods of different screens look better than others. Apparently, like apparently, like old. Like if a screen broke down in the middle of the movie, it right? Like if the screen broke down, it was just audio, and you're like, this is wonderful. That, that's the same as saying no. You have to read the book. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, he's all about that. So it took me out of it. And the thing is, I love this movie so much that it was such like a hard stop whenever it was on screen. It was. It was. And then not to use another metaphor, it was almost like someone was taking a phone call during sex. I'm like, this will get better. Just let him take the call, <laughs> and then. <laughs> We can resume, I would hope. How but often has that happened to you that you actually I've never had that's sex your before. go to <laughs> reference? <laughs> I assume that happens during.
during sex. I've seen you a guys movie. know what it's like yeah. when someone calls a phone in the middle of sex. It's like when there's a pop-up ad during porn. Is that more accurate <laughs> to my character? I like the idea though that a weird CGI Tarkin would show up when you're having sex. <laughs> say, all right, if you do a good job, I'm going to take credit for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to take this from you. I'm taking the woman now, and I'm like, all right, you're the boss. <laughs> well, that choke that choke line works way better in that context too. Ew. <laughs> An unfortunate segue, but a good one. Because uh, I did want to talk about the, the pun next. Uh, yeah, so Darth Vader says, don't choke on your aspirations to Krennic while choking him. Oh, I have spent way too long looking at fights about this on the internet. <laughs> and the way this breaks down is many people make the argument that Vader is always a little sarcastic and does say kind of uh, nasty things while he's killing people, uh, which he does. But not puns. But exactly. <laughs> It's the difference is that it is pun. It's a wordplay. He is the ultimate bad dad now. Yeah. Did I, anybody like the pun? I didn't hate the pun. I, 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 I didn't actually. I didn't hate it either. Fun. I got to be honest. I didn't yeah, hate I it. I am have, a dad. I have no so. strong feelings it didn't, about it. It didn't bump me. Okay. Yeah. The it's guy not who is bad is no. Right. Okay, Nothing so, can. Yeah. After that, that like anything strike. Vader ever does, I'm just like, well, okay, fine. I guess Vader's like this now. Like, right. <laughs> don't choke on your special. And where is Padme? But yeah. no, it's not a pun. It's not like he was watching Japanese theater and went no. There is something to say about the headcanon of like Darth Vader's progress not being someone redeeming themselves, but slowly becoming less terrible over time. <laughs> <laughs> so like when he's a teenager, he's like sand gets everywhere, and then like he's like kind of an adult, and he's like uh, don't choke on your aspirations. And by the time he dies, he's like, oh, I can just be this way. I, yeah. <laughs> I can just be myself. I, I would say that like even though even though like, <laughs> like Vader never made an actual pun in the original movies, but like it it, it felt. Like on point to me, like 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 if Lucas had thought of that joke, he would have put it in the well, I mean, one he, of the first does, movies. He does say stuff like apology. Accepted that does after not excuse somebody. anything. It might not excuse it, but I'm just saying, like if that was part of like uh, Empire Strikes Back, no right. one would be like. No one would have raised an eyebrow at it because everything around it is great. So you just be like, all right, because there's corny shit. Like there is corny yeah, shit yeah. in the original movies. Like you just, but you accept it. So like to me, the whole scene was more of a problem because it didn't need to. It didn't need to be there. That was not a good scene. And it looked weird. Yeah, like, that's what bothered me was not even that it didn't need to be there. It just Vader looked weird in that scene. Yeah, and it would have been so much more badass when he came in at the end if that was the first appearance of Vader. Yeah. yeah. If, okay. Well, this is the first time I'm just gonna say as the host of the podcast that you're all wrong. This I'm is not, terrible. I like <laughs> this. <is> <laughs> Hey, I, 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 I didn't get to talk yet. I think it fucking sucks. It's horrible. <laughs> and it was like, I think my jaw dropped. And look, I mean, I grew up on Star Wars, the original movies I love. Like, I'm not saying it's fun. I get that. But <laughs> but, but this is like, that was... No, no, okay. Yeah, no, I understand. No, I don't like the pun. I'm not a fan of the pun. I really liked the scene because uh, I like seeing Vader's uh, castle. I did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked the way it was shot, the, the smoke and the, his shadow. Uh, I even like that he sashays a little bit because why not have some attitude if you're a dark lord? Yeah. In? Well, it's like I remember a friend of mine was like making fun of it the day he saw it. He's like, oh, of course you'd build your summer home where your arms and legs are cut off. I'm like, yeah, if you're a Sith Lord and wants to feed on your own hatred, you would fucking do that. Like, right. that is the most on-brand thing Vader has done in like six movies. I was so Florida a couple times a year and I hate where I grew up. <laughs> like, you just go home sometimes and you feed your hate then you go out and do your thing. <laughs> Musafar really is the Florida of Star Wars. <laughs> really the Florida of Star Wars. <laughs> You just go and take a bath, and then people come and say, Krennic is here to see you. You get out of your bath. Like, I as I was so torn. The, the whole movie, I was so torn, because, like, as a fanboy, I, I want to see all these things. I want to see his castle. But as, like, someone who wants the movie to be good, like an adult who wants to see a good movie, I was just like, nope, I don't 
duh, I like I'm I'm giving you the benefit, but now you're not justifying this being in this movie. Yeah, like, I mean, I think that there is a lot of it's weird to say, but I do feel like there is some uh, prequel type business in Rogue yeah. One. Yes. And I say that as somebody who enjoys the prequels more than most people mm-hmm. by a lot. <laughs> uh, in the the you know the prequels are really concerned with politics and it wasn't executed well so everybody's like it's boring look at all these politics and so many people who are like fanboys and fangirls love Rogue One because there's all this Star Wars stuff and it's got all this action but there's a lot of scenes where it's just it's trying to get across a political story and it's basically Krennic has a business meeting in a cool steam (laughs) castle (laughs) and he gets chided by his boss I don't dislike the politics in the prequels I just don't think they were executed well and that's why like in this that's why I said like in this one I like the characters enough and yeah, I would have. I, when I first saw the trailers, I thought it was going to be more of a straight up heist film. Yeah. I thought they were actually going to be on the Death Star. Like when I saw that shot yes. of Jim yeah. yeah. with the like landing strip stuff on her back, like, yep. I thought they were going to be on the Death Star. Like that was the whole thing was a plot to get in and get the yep. plans and get out. And I would have loved that movie, and I do kind of wish we had gotten that movie. But the movie we got, I also really liked for what it was. Yeah, I think we got that movie in the the third act, and then the first two acts we got uh, Mike's movie, which is just <laughs> Tales sad. from Jabba's Palace. Yeah. <laughs> sad people trying to live up to their namesake and not not yeah. making it. Yeah. One actor great. yelling in a weird throaty voice. <laughs> and speak, you are a segue machine, Riley. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about Sagrera's weird pet, the boar gullet, uh, which good. <laughs> The way he says it, it took, I saw the film in the theater four times, and I couldn't. I had to read the book to find out what that thing was. Until you said it, I didn't know. Yeah, it's the Borgullet. <laughs> He's like the bane of this movie. We're like, it's just so much. Yeah. Once, yeah. once you get his voice down, it's so much fun to say everything with it. Like, it really is. I'm going to order a pizza for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He is like kind of injured. Like he does, like you know. Like a I'm not. I'm just trying to make excuses for a movie. <laughs> like now, I'm like he like he saw Vader's costume, hurt. went on eBay trying to find a version of it, and got a shitty like <laughs> like bootleg from some warehouse in China. It, I will like, say his costume definitely does look like they were like, "Fuck, we got another character. Grab garbage. Grab garbage." And they just like threw it on him. <laughs> Where's the EMT? Do you have like a mask or some tubes or something we can throw on this guy? We already have a character who has trouble breathing. Who gives a shit? Put it on him. <laughs> Give him, give him robot legs. But the other guy also has robot legs. Fuck it. You're Sir, fired. Put, him, put it on him. <laughs> we have name? never seen robot feet before. That was brave and new. <laughs> <laughs> See them robot feet. Okay, but my question is about the boar gullet. Uh, well, let's we'll start with yeah. you, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know, the boar gullet, uh, it, it sucks the truth out of people's minds. Mm-hmm. So if a boar gullet attached itself to your, your right now, what truth would come flying out of you in, into uh, the boar gullet? Um... <laughs> God, I don't know. Uh, that's why do I have to be first? God damn it! Um, yeah. Do you I, love your wife? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! God, you know, I guess my deepest, darkest secret is like this movie made me question whether I'm like outgrowing Star Wars. Like I, I didn't like, and that's a terrible thing to to confront as a 42 year old man who loved Force Awakens and was like re-energized because like yeah. you know, like the prequels kind of like. Uh, beat me down like I, I did like them when they came out but like after years and years of reflecting on them I was just like oh good so like Force Awakens was like oh my god I can feel childlike wonder again this yeah. is great amazing and then um, and then I saw this and I was like well maybe because if there's going to be a movie a year I'm like and I know how like I'm not a huge comic book guy but I've seen friends who are who like they were so excited about Iron Man and they were so excited about this and that movie. But now they're just like so many Marvel movies. They're just like, I, I, it's just not special anymore. It's not exciting. Okay. And so like, I'm scared that like, 
I maybe I don't maybe I shouldn't see these anthology movies or whatever they're okay. calling them. Like maybe I should just stick with so that I have a little time to recharge. And I don't know. If no, that makes that makes perfect sense. And I like uh, thinking of Saw Gerrera getting that answer out of the board. <laughs> like, He's yeah. afraid. Sowers, why not look at me? <laughs> He's afraid that I've ruined his childhood again. <laughs> Save uh, the childhood. There's a lot, right. lot of Save Bernie Sanders dream. in there right now. <laughs> 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 Wait, what did you say? There's a lot of Bernie Sanders in oh, your yeah. Listen! Free college education! <laughs> <laughs> the one percent! Yeah. <laughs> Riley, uh, what truth would be sucked out of you by the Borg gullet? Because up until now, I've been so inhibited in what I've said. That, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I think it would probably be more dirty thoughts about Jenny or so at this point. So I think that's what... I don't know what else... I mean, um, yeah, I think... Uh, I want to comment more on what he was talking about, but I, I don't want to. That, that's like, um, I, I would definitely say that I'm, I'm with you on that thing about the movies ever coming out every year. Like, no matter how hard I try, I've yet to gain an ounce of enthusiasm for the Han Solo prequel. I'm just like, I, I, you know why? Because I like Han Solo showing up at the beginning of Star Wars and being this like shady rogue with a background we don't really know about. I've never read any of the like the legendary books about Han Solo. Like, I like that. I don't want to have. Han Solo's entire past spelled out for me in the movie, like so that's one which is crazy. How much, how much I like Rogue One, which does that exactly with the Death Star. Right. Like it's weird that I have that feeling one way or the other. But so yeah, there are some things where I wish what they would do with the anthology movies is make them more like Night Shield Republic, where it's like we're gonna tell a story set in this universe that has nothing yes. to yeah, do. Yeah, I like that. And I that's like what that I thought trilogy. this was gonna be. Yeah. I, I, that's why I felt a little betrayed by it, because like, and that was the pitch, and then they kept going, oh, but guess what? Darth Vader might be in it. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Why would the fuck would Darth Vader be in it? Like, <laughs> yeah. make a movie that has nothing to do with any of that shit in that universe. It's a great, it's a great world. Like, just, yeah. just do that. And it's like, it's like there's like thousands and thousands of years of history in this universe, and so yeah. it's like, really, we can't just like zip that because I would actually I, I love the older public games like the storylines of those games yeah. are so much fun that I would love to them even even just make the story of those games into a movie or just something else set like in a totally different era of Star Wars okay, I'd so better have that than Han Solo so the, the Borgullet would uh, would suck the basic same truth is Matt <laughs> but with more specificity yeah yeah like, I'm also <laughs> bummed about Han Solo <laughs> yeah <laughs> alright Clark how about you uh, it would suck the truth out of me that I'm trying to remember what the Borg gullet was. Yeah. <laughs> How could you forget well, the Borg gullet? I, I forgot the a lot of, of the this movie, guys. I did not star. like it. Uh, it so uh, Bodie Rook, the pilot, yeah. is captured by Saw Gerrera, right. a.k.a. Bernie Sanders. Totally. Uh, and he is, he wants to make, Saw Gerrera wants to make sure that Bodie Rook is telling the truth, so he says, I'll bring you to the, yeah. the Borg gullet. <laughs> and it is this uh, uh, kind of uh, blobby creature. Uh-huh with no legs but little tentacles that wraps itself around I'm even gesticulating this doesn't it help looks like this doesn't it, make it clear it looks I, like I a just, it's like a job of the hut fucked an octopus I mean like yes, that's what it you. kind of turns into if, <laughs> yeah. look I gotta be honest if it wasn't Vader killing people or Mads Mikkelsen being cool I'd just I will admit I forgot about up. that until the second time I saw the movie oh that's right there's a whole thing that sucks its brain because it doesn't go anywhere yeah. it doesn't need to well, happen that's the weird thing is like, it's like the side effect is you lose your mind <laughs> like that happens okay. and then for one scene Bodhi's like then he's fine again Like it's like it's like it's like a movie where like just someone it's like the airplane's in Smack the one lady and then okay. he's fine. Well, it d- cool. didn't fully get sorry, him, right? Sorry. No, no, no problem. No, let me reframe the question because you guys have added good details. So here's the question, Clark. I'll fill it in. There is a big blobby creature yeah. that looks like, as Riley said, Jab the Hutt fucked an octopus <laughs> that or, serves. Or like the Rakthars in Force Awakens. Like, does anyone be like, yeah. why are or we the yeah. now tentacle monsters everywhere in yeah. Star Wars? These blobby creatures. CGI is more possible now. <laughs> these blobby CGI creatures yeah. who serve little narrative purpose. <laughs> 
can suck the truth out of you. Yeah. yeah. What truth comes out of you? Uh, I'm very excited for the Han Solo movie. <laughs> because <laughs> like how um, everyone's ignoring your question. Like, <laughs> well, fuck your question. I want to talk about the fucking anthology. <laughs> no, I just, This feels like the first therapy session where I can't get anything out of my clients. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have I, a lot to talk I about. I really like Miller and Lord a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like, yeah, I me like too. them a lot, and I, the, I just yeah. flat out trust them. Yeah. Cool. Like, I really do. Cool. All right, Mike, same question. Uh... I don't know if I should have a family and I feel like I'm missing the window for it. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Finally someone answered it. <laughs> I mean, that would be like the honest truth that like haunts me every day. I mean, I guess there's like other stuff we could talk about. Like I'm excited about the Han Solo movie and I agree. Jane Erso is the first Star Wars character I've been attracted to that's not a Twi'lek. So <laughs> that's also something. But uh, yeah, cool. mainly the kids thing. A nice fountain I like of truth. Her scarf kind of looks like Twi'lek. Yeah, like of course. Tentacles. You're like, all right, it's mm-hmm. still kind of my thing. <laughs> I like aliens that are close enough to humans to fuck. <laughs> Let's not go crazy. Let's not, Let's go, not crazy. go crazy. Let's humans, though, are very confusing <laughs> to me. <laughs> you just want them alien enough to feel like there's some safety, right? Yeah. God, um, what a pathetic life. Um, we are going to move on to a quiz portion of the evening. I'm going to ask you guys each uh, specific quiz questions. There are I mean, Some of them have right answers. Some of them don't. And then at the end of the quiz, I'll have the audience vote to see who they think won the quiz. You guys ready? Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, Matt, how many pages long is the novelization of Rogue One? <laughs> oh, my God. Remember I got this right last year <laughs> with Force Awakens, yeah. which was insane. Just a total like, a shot in the dark. Uh, I've, I've not even picked this up. Uh, no surprise. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 282. Oh, it's very close. It's 320, uh, 322. Okay. So even longer than you want to read. <laughs> wow. All right. I, I was picturing I was them being say like three twenty. If it came, that's so weird that like it was three twenty two because I was going to say three twenty was the number in my head. Okay, well, audience, so remember weird. that Riley knew <laughs> Matt's answer. <laughs> the boar right. gullet came in. And <laughs> oh, I think it's a two eighty. I'm sorry, uh, Riley. Please complete my favorite quote from mm-hmm. the movie. I'm going to read you it with blanks. Okay. Let's throw our blank at those blank and start blanking that blank. Is it all one word over and over again, or is it? <laughs> 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 I mean, I think that would be some pretty clunky dialogue. Uh, yeah, let's throw our smurf at those smurf and start smurfing that smurf. It's, uh, it's something to do with the shield generator, right? Trying to get... Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Close. Oh, come on. I, I got I'm nothing. Okay. Let, let the force, I'm, I'm one with the force. The force is with me. I'm one with the force. The force is with me. I'm one with the force. I, I can't get it. It's gross. Uh, this is from Admiral Radis, the Mon Cala, uh, who, who, who leads the attack over Scarf. Uh, and he says, let's throw our weight at those Star Destroyers and start probing that shield. Do it. And I just really sorry, like... My, my quoting cheer it was the gross line of what we just talked about. <laughs> no. I love that line because it is both weird and Star Wars and dumb and gross and just like yeah. probing... The, do you mean blow it up? <laughs> is that what... Is that alien for a blow it up? Does say probing that Wait, shield? It took me so long watching that movie to realize Admiral was a different character and not a really bad CGI recreation of Akbar. I'm like, why does he look so different? He's not that much younger. And the- he is from the northern pole of Mongala. <laughs> That's why he looks different. They did. No, I, I can I can buy that he's a different character. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not all start getting weird about there being more than one Mongala in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's super racist to think that every Mongala is the same. <laughs> What were you saying, Riley? <laughs> I know, that's why that, that's a better bit than that, that, that joke on. <laughs> I just imagine something like Admiral Akbar. Whoa! Dude, not Whoa! cool. Not cool. 
I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. You were far away. I'm so sorry. I'm a different color and weigh 200 pounds more. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. This reveals a lot about me I did not want to face up to. Wait, but but I can say it because I'm Carillion. <laughs> oh, oh! Get this guy up here. Oh. Jesus Christ. Oh. That's Ian. This is my friend. Oh, Ian. Ian our audience member is on a roll. Ian's killing it from the front row. <laughs> He's on fire. Remember, audience, it is possible that Ian could win this quiz. <laughs> because you get to vote. Uh, Clark, yes. which Rogue One character sounds the most like a strain of marijuana? The um, one that is Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> uh, in speaking voice, oh, I guess that's oh, correct. Oh, but which you mean character's like his name? name the yeah. name. Oh, gosh. How many of the characters' names do you remember? I actually mm-hmm. used to buy a weed called Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> Good ch- yes, love it. Which is really like the sixth character of the film, if you really... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to answer for you, I'm just saying that I remember that I only bought that strain because it was called Death Star. Yeah, of course. No. That's Shocker. a good reason to buy anything, yeah. Was say. it? Was it good? It was weed. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a connoisseur. What, um, what, what was uh, Alan Tudyk's uh, robot name? K2SO. That is it. You, oh, yeah, that's that, good. That's a good answer. Is yeah, it really? I, I like that answer. Okay. I like that answer. Oh, I don't know. I made that up. Okay. My answer was Baze Melbus, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's Alan Tudyk's robot I thought it was going to be Bodie. Right? Yeah. 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 I, I would not think, get a weed strain. You think strain. weed is called Alan Tudyk's robot? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Exactly. All right. Mike, please recite any bit of dialogue that we heard in the trailers but was not in the final film. Yeah. What, what will they do when they, when they break you? <laughs> what will you do? I don't know. I think that's that yeah. speech where you're like, that seems like a great speech, and then you're not there. What What about... I love the energy you did that there with. That was what like... What will you do when they break you? <laughs> will you get mad about it? Yeah. What will you do? The 1%! Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I never really realized that Bernie Sounders kind of sounds like if Henry Rollins got punched in the throat. <laughs> 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 Is I, I'm still mad that they cut the uh, Jin's best line. It's still her best line. It's not I in rebel? the movie. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. a rebellion, isn't it? Yeah, it was the I one rebel. time he's like, let's actually show something instead of tell something, and they cut out the line that everyone was going to see her do. Yeah. Yeah, more saying, less telling. What? That's not right. <laughs> anyway, around, I lose though. some points in the quiz, and we move on. Matt, please tell me out of these three side characters, who would I fuck, marry, and kill? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Admiral Raddus, <laughs> yeah. Biston the Space Monkey, mm-hmm. and Moroff. The big white hair. Yo, thing. I know who Moroff is. <laughs> I got a lot. I got a lot to say about Moroff. We'll say some stuff about Moroff, then answer my okay, question. Okay, I will. Uh, I'm. I was so excited about Moroff when I saw the action figure. It's my favorite action figure of this movie. Maybe my favorite action figure ever. It's such a good action figure. It's, it's powerful. Hu- word. It's humongous, uh, and it comes with one of those like beach troopers, which is the coolest. Yeah. New, now the coolest stormtrooper, I think. Uh, short trooper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, short trooper. Thank you. Um, so, and I was like, just like with Elo Asti, and I saw Elo Asti, and I'm a big BC Boys fan, and I know it was like a reference to that, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. There's a guy flying an X Wing in Force Awakens, and then he fucking dies after two shots <laughs> in the movie. And then here's Moroff, he fucking saunters through the background of one <laughs> shot, and then never gets seen again. <laughs> it would have been cable. Even better if he was like flipping the camera off. Like, <laughs> he should have, honestly. Like, if he had known that he was going to get so. Fuck, you know, dissed in this movie, but like, yeah, and I know he looks a lot like the Wampa, and that's kind of like cheap to like sort of bite a, another movie's character. But yeah, I was super bummed that he wasn't in it more. So okay, okay, what do you, Bistan, Moroff, and uh, Admiral Raddus. Admiral Raddus. Uh, okay, fuck Mary Kill. Well, uh, you're gonna 
fuck more off because that's like a big sheepskin rug. It's going to be great. It's like, you know, that romantic scene when you're in front of the fireplace, you don't even need the rug because he's already the rug. Yeah. You're all set. Yep. <laughs> you're going to marry Radis because he's like an important person in the rebellion. Like he's, he's got status in Whoa, this world. And social so, climate. Yeah, so you're, yeah, you're going right. to automatically be invited to all the best uh, But you're really in love parties. with Akbar. And he's got sweet lines. Yeah. <laughs> And like Bistan, I mean, I don't know. That guy looks like he needs to be taken out. Like he's like <laughs> he's got like rabies or something. Like he's he's fucking insane. Like just take him out back and end it. Well, I'm gonna get rabies in because I'm killing Moroff. <laughs> I'm fucking Bistan, and you're right. I'm marrying Radis. Yeah, for okay, sure. Cool, cool. Get some social stake. So I get two thirds points on that. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or wait, one third, I guess. Radis would take care of you because he's the one who's like, I believe the girl. Let's fight. Let's throw down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you were in trouble, like you, if you called, like, oh, my car died. Radis would be like, I'm getting the troops. We're coming. <laughs> Riley. Yeah. What is the name of the kind of imperial that Jin dresses up as on Scarif? Uh, air traffic controller. <laughs> 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 That's the real world version of the correct answer. It's the Imperial Ground Crew. <laughs> you answered it so fast. I was like, I, I actually thought you were right. Yeah. Clark, what is the most satisfying thing to hit a stormtrooper with? A lightsaber, a blaster bolt, or a stick? A stick. Wow. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Thank you. What? No. Oh it's God. totally the correct answer. Nailed that one. Uh, Mike, yeah. do you think Vader has a welcome mat at his castle on Mustafar? <laughs> and if so, what does it say? <laughs> We know it's a pun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for giving me time. Well, does he have a welcome mat? Um, no, he doesn't have a welcome mat, but he does have a droid that's programmed to go, you look great today. <laughs> <laughs> so he has a Walmart greeter. <laughs> like a Walmart greeter. Like he takes off the suit and he's just covered in burns and the droid's like, droid's like still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> if, I was, uh, if I was a lady from Naboo, I would fuck you. <laughs> Looking good, Big V. <laughs> Le- looking good, Big V. Yeah, it sounds like, it it sounds just, like it just Rosie, Rosie from, from the Jetsons. <laughs> there you go, Mr. V. <laughs> Here's your Bacta. Have a good one, okay? We'll put on something on the hollow net. <laughs> nice. All right, so the final question is for all of you. Can all of you at the same time do your best impression of Saw Gerrera saying, save the rebellion, save the dream? I will count you in. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yep. One, two, three. Save, save the, the rebellion! Save the dream! One percent! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the line halfway through that, by the way. I was just making noise save at some point. <laughs> to be save fair, <laughs> I think can Forrest Whitaker forgot a couple yeah. lines halfway can through. I, too. Can I say something about Anybody here remember the movie Never Ending Story? Yeah. yeah. Remember yeah. the man in the beginning who addresses everybody at the basically Senate hearing and he has a long beard and he says, The nothing will come. And that's basically his character. Yeah. Like it's literally the same. He even talks the same. <laughs> I'm just saying. Vader's going, they look like such strong I, hands. Yeah, I need to, I'm on the wrong podcast. So are you maybe. arguing that it's canon? That, that is Saw Gerrera in Never Ending Story? <laughs> I mean, it's like his cousin. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch it. <laughs> it's ha- Hammer Gerrera. <laughs> He's like Jim Gerrera. <laughs> Jim and Saw Gerrera. All right, so uh, uh, I am going to uh, indicate each of our audience members in, uh, please, or each of our uh, contestants here, and please applaud for who you felt won our quiz. Uh, please applaud if you feel Matt won the quiz. <laughs> Thanks, Clark. <laughs> please applaud if you feel Riley run the quiz. Run the quiz. What run the quiz? Save the quiz. For Clark winning the quiz. 
Oh. You got a woo out of it. We got a wooer, and that counts for a lot. Uh, and finally, for Mike winning the quiz. Oh. People yeah. love that That's Greek nice. robot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just I'm just saying. I think you got some points also for burying your soul when the Borgolic had you. You've yeah. been the only one to actually answer the question. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Sarah Meyer, co-producer of this show, and as I do every week, I've come out to find some random people on the street to talk to about the week's topic, but every day in LA it rains now, and every day I think, I'll do it tomorrow when the sun comes out, and the sun never comes out, so I've come out in the rain anyway to try to find not just random people to talk to, but random people who are willing to huddle under an awning with me to talk about Rogue One. What do you think about Star Wars? Uh, I don't think about it much. Did you see Rogue One? No. No, no. I only like the first three. How about you? Do you like Star Wars? No, not really. Did you see Rogue One, the new one? No, none of us have. If your friends had asked you, would you have gone? Probably not. Do you like Star Wars? Yes, obviously. Obviously what? (laughs) I mean, Star Wars is great. Did you see Rogue One? I did. I thought it was great, yeah. It was an interesting movie and an interesting take on what happened before New Hope. Who was your favorite character? Uh, ooh, that's tough. Who were the characters? Remember their names? I don't even remember their names. Darth Vader was my favorite, okay? Because he had the best scene in the whole movie at the end. Describe that scene. Uh, he demolished every rebel with his lightsaber. Can you do a Darth Vader impression? Not very good. Do you think your dad could do it? Yeah. Yeah. Dad? The dark side says, I don't care very much about Star Wars. Sorry. I don't know why he's acting this way. He's always a rebel, and it's like, sorry, George Lucas. Okay, so Rogue One is about people who are rebelling, obviously, and even if you're not so into the movies. What would you guys rebel against? Uh, society, because this world is insane. I'd stand up against the Trump administration that way. I was thinking the same thing, and I'm, I'm betting my daughter's thinking the same thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd also stand up against chores. 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 What? Chores. Chores. She likes the money she makes from chores. I don't like doing them. So what would a, what's your name? Chloe. What would a Chloe rebellion look like? Um, let's act it out. Tell ask maybe ask her to do a chore, and then just like plant your feet and just say whatever you, you would say. Can you fold the laundry now, please? <laughs> That's actually very familiar. We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. We're going to start with you, uh, Matt, and we'll go down the line. Do you think about Rogue One every day? I do not. Yes, understandably I'm sorry. so. Because I'm it didn't penetrate your heart. No, my, my heart is an icy chamber <laughs> that is, <laughs> is re- redirecting Rogue One love out to other people like my daughter. <laughs> it's, it's not allowed to come in. Fair enough. Riley, you do you your think wife about it? in another room while that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Do you think about Rogue One every day? I do. Uh, I think also largely because what's going on with our country right now. Like it does. I mean, not to bring it all down, but like no, no, it no. is like it's hard not to think about the movie I just saw about rebellion and standing up. And also, like I, I definitely have a few Jenny or so uh, Funko figures, so I see them every day at some point in my day. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I do. I think it pops in my head at least once a day. No, I think that's a really good point. I think we got into the weeds with the fun Star Wars details because I'm yeah. obsessive, but I do feel like it is it, the the reason that the movie is powerful is even with all of the things that we have brought up. 
not liking at the end it is all of these people coming together because they must stand against this horrible thing yeah. which kind of resonates right now well that's the sure. thing about the, I love the scene where Saul is talking to Jim we talked about earlier about he's like I, w- I wish I would have seen him leave her like I would like to have seen that too but I like when he's saying to her like don't you get broken by the ships in the sky or whatever and she's like it's fine if you don't look up but I think it's an interesting scene too because her character is one of the characters that really doesn't know the universe without the Empire because even when she was a kid, the Empire was there. It just her dad worked for it and then they escaped, so she's scared of it. But I, I think that's like one of those things where it's it talks about like one of the evils of like a totalitarian government is like if you don't stop it quickly, then you get generations who no longer know what it's like not to be in that universe. And like so that scene for me was like really like it really hit me hard. Cause I'm like, oh my god like I think about my nieces who up until this year, had never lived in a world where Barack Obama wasn't president, and like how great that was for me. Like they, you know, they were like two or three before he was elected, but still, I'm like, oh my god, that's so cool. And now it's like, oh, now like in their formative years, this is going to be what the world is like for them, and that yeah. like messes me up a little bit. Absolutely. So. I mean, I love that there are memes now about like, well, uh, w- would we have negotiated about the Death Star? And like, that's actually what this film was about. Yeah. They had yeah. a meeting going like, maybe we can work it out in the Senate. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I-, I will say though, like just to add to that, like I think that where I was at with reality when this movie came out was like I didn't again like I wanted to escape reality in, in a Star Wars movie and this movie didn't really let me do that because it is about a situation that the you know is being uh, sort of recreated in our world now so I, I I wonder like it's it's a weird thing but like if Hillary had won the election maybe I would have liked this movie better <laughs> and yeah I just found another reason to hate Trump yes <laughs> Yeah, I think that is a part of it. Hashtag, yeah. I'm with Erso. <laughs> Clark, uh, I assume that you do not think about Rogue One every day. I do not. All right, good enough. Uh, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> do you think about Rogue, Rogue One every day? Rogue One says more things. Uh, I have the Rogue One visual dictionary as like a coffee table book, so I at least sort of think about Rogue One every day. I don't like mull it over in my head and consider the future of Star Wars with it, but I definitely go, oh yeah, Rogue One, I like that. Cool, cool. Uh, next, how obsessed are you question. Uh, if the only way you could ever watch Rogue One again was to steal a copy from Walmart, would you do it? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but but more just to say fuck you Walmart I yeah, think yeah, actually yeah, absolutely <laughs> like I think that's the more important thing there like I I was actually just saying recently like uh, on my podcast that I'm not that excited about this movie coming out on video which is a weird feeling for like a Star Wars fan like I've never not been excited even with the prequels I was still like well I gotta get them it was no question and I I will get this movie obviously yeah but um but I yeah yeah I'm just kind of like. I think it's, again, I'm suddenly realizing it's because I'm now obsessing over, uh, you know, like the the Trump administration and like that's where all of my like energy and focus is. And so it's really taken me away from like at this point in time one year ago, I was still like just knee deep or or really like chest deep. (laughs) I don't know my own body parts. Uh, (laughs) Chin, chest, whatever. I was very much immersed in Force Awakens because it was like, it was such a positive thing. I loved it so much, and I was still like relishing how great it was. Uh, but this, this, I really feel like, and I know a lot of people feel like this too. It's like we have to fucking, you know, we have to 
be engaged and involved in in our uh, in our country right now to, so that it doesn't get away from us and so i think that has robbed me of the ability to really feel right. like like it, like i almost would feel guilty if i was just like fantasizing about star wars uh, every day nonstop yeah i so feel so that guilt every America day so you can save your dream about star wars yeah. <laughs> save america save my blu-rays <laughs> All right, Riley, would you do the uh, the act of resistance of stealing a copy of Rogue One from Walmart? If yes, but only, only if I could then clip it to the back of my belt the way Jen does when she's <laughs> the facility. That's that it, a very sexy moment. I don't that know why badass, clipping yeah. a data file to your belt is sexy, but it, it is. is. It is weird because Walmart feels like one of those places that as a trans person like I should be terrified to go to, but then again, there's like a million websites about how weird everyone at Star uh, Walmart is, so it feels like Walmart is almost like the most icy cantina of... <laughs> <laughs> like, you a wretched hive of scum and villain. discounts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Clark, how about you? Would you steal a copy from Walmart? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Mike. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's Walmart. I mean. All right. <laughs> uh, d- yeah, yeah. Excellent. I, uh, Clark, I think you're going to have more to say about this one. I'm very excited <laughs> okay. about it. Okay. My uh, question is, would you steal something else from Walmart, it's just not this movie because you don't want to see it again? I mean, I don't like stealing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay right. for it. So, bring uh, a coupon. <laughs> Matt. Yeah. Would you wear underwear with the director of Rogue One, Gareth Edwards' face on them? Oh, what a weird thing to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's kind of the point of the podcast. <laughs> um, sure. I mean, I don't, like, I don't, yeah, I'll, I'll, like, my wife gives me, like, some boxers in my stocking every Christmas, and, like, whatever they are, I wear them. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, no one's going to see them. Like, I'll, I'll wear anything on, as, like, as undergarments. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> Like, if, I wouldn't if, feel one way or the other, but I wouldn't be like, yeah, I finally get to wear my Gareth's again. <laughs> but, like, but I also wouldn't be like, oh, shit, I only have the Gareth's left. But if just, you like yeah. didn't even know what he looked like, and it was just like, here's a guy's face, yeah. would you be like, sure, honey? Uh... I mean, I do know what Gareth. I, I, that, like, I'm taking this way too literally, but like, I do know what Gareth Edwards looks like, and I like that's fine. Like, I I kind of feel like that is the right place for his face to be is like on the back of my boxer shorts sure oh the back <laughs> sure. sorry i kept imagining oh, like oh. my dick coming out of his mouth oh that's that's I'm not sorry, bad everybody that's i don't know bad. if i can say that yeah yeah i think you just I like did that yeah <laughs> i rebel like indeed like, <laughs> all right uh riley <laughs> all right i'm gonna save clark for last on this one so i'll go to mike yeah, just so my dick could come out of his mouth. <laughs> I think you have my answer. <laughs> Any man's face. <laughs> okay, so what I'm getting so far from you is everybody just wants to fuck Walmart and they're fine with any sort of genitalia falling out of somebody's face. Yeah. Nothing to do with Rogue One on either of those. All right, Riley? I can barely breathe. Um. <laughs> I think I have a hard enough time convincing people that I'm a woman and a lesbian already. I don't think I want to add a man's face on my underwear to that <laughs> equation. So I'm going to say no, I would not do okay, that. Okay, good answer. Clark, your favorite director, Gareth Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> underwear with his face on them. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, would you wear underwear with a director who you love? Or is it just weird to wear a director on your underwear? It's weird to wear a director on my underwear. <laughs> Am I a bad person and should I feel bad about asking this question? <laughs> I don't know. What would that weird thing that brings the truth out of you say? Are you trying to get us to reassure? Are you trying to get us to reassure you about your underwear choice? Are you wearing Gareth Edwards underwear right now? 
<laughs> Take them off. <laughs> Let's see a it. A little bit. I wish. Now, what if... I See, this I would... actually CGI Tarkin. <laughs> <laughs> and it's oh, even more awkward when my dick comes out of his mouth. Right. His mouth moves weird. <laughs> yeah. It looks so fake. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, Your eyes are dead. I would love. I would love some boxer shorts that had like little cartoony, like the great directors, like faces all over. <laughs> oh like, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. Like, that would be cool. Kurosawa cool. and Orson Welles and the most Scorsese. Hollywood and, thing we've said this whole night. Yeah, like I, like I would wear those for Hitchcock's real. Hitchcock's shadow on your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's like that. That's a great idea. I'm gonna pitch that to uh, yeah, the I'm, I'm actually on board with that. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, this is our second to last. How obsessed are you? Question. Uh, would you watch Rogue One in the theater if a large, angry-looking bear was sitting next to you? <laughs> um, I I don't really like. I said I'm not. I don't feel like strongly like I want to need to see it again. But I, that almost, maybe, that, just like seeing it with my daughter was like a <laughs> good experience. Maybe sitting next to this angry bear is exactly what I need to just get my yeah, adrenaline going to get, so the, you know, to get, get yeah, into that, it. To imagine that the, the bear's angry the whole time and then it sees Princess Leia, it's like, This is what I came for. Then he tears the screen down with his claws. How about you, Riley? Would you risk an ambiguously angry bear to watch Rogue One? Well, I live in Los Angeles. That actually happened when I saw the movie. Uh, <laughs> he was in Burbank and his name was Kyle uh, uh, I think I would because our new secretary of education has armed school children against angry bears now so yeah. we're actually good on that yeah so if you were watching yeah. it at school you'd be extra safe because yeah, yeah, of them, sure. them bear killing guns mm-hmm. how about you Clark no <laughs> <laughs> nothing will make her watch this movie I don't know if you liked Rogue One Clark <laughs> I just don't need to see it again bears or no <laughs> This is totally understandable. So like, I like that she would see it again because of the bear. Like, right. hell yeah, I would now. <laughs> yeah. I would uh, have a bear. Not with now a bear. there's a bear. Um, uh, it, I know this sounds weird, but it depends on if it's wearing a hat or not. And here's my explanation why. Because if it's wearing a hat, it probably has some sort of emotional matrix, so it wants to be there to watch the movie. And if it's angry, it could just be like, oh, I don't like that scene. Like, but I'm okay with that, bear. What if the hat said, make America great again? Uh, no, then no, absolutely not. Because, you know, halfway through, it'd be like, the, the, the empire's nothing like Trump. And I'm like, no one even brought that up. <laughs> No one said that. Why are you saying that? You said it. I love this idea of this bear who has different emotional reactions. Like, he just gets incredibly mad at the Darth Vader pun and starts clawing the seat. (laughs) Wait, I don't like her. I spill salmon everywhere, and I'm like, (laughs) fuck. All right, here's the final how obsessed are you question. Uh, Let's start with Matt. If you could not watch Rogue One without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, would you still watch Rogue One? (laughs) If I couldn't, uh, yeah, um, to quote Clark, no. <laughs> Fair enough, Riley. I would take that for the team. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, you like the film and in, in your attachment to. So Jen you, and you, would, you yourself would take the. Punch. I'm relatively desensitized down there now because I've been hormones for two years, so I feel like it wouldn't be that big of a deal. So <laughs> cool. Yeah, Clark. No. Nice. <laughs> and a Mike. If it was my dad. <laughs> whoa, whoa, is this your dad doing the punching? No, or getting punched getting in the punched. dick. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, was it someone that I love has to punch me in the dick? No, 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 no. I just thought that was what you were saying. Oh, no, no. Like, as long as it's like someone like that, I'm like, I love you, but I have a lot of complicated emotions about this. <laughs> then I'm fine with it. This is like the bear with the emotions in the head. Right, all I know. Over I have again. complicated <laughs> answers. I should just be like, yeah, sure. Who gives a shit? I like, think that truth octopus is connected to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're just. I'm just you're trying to give s- detailed answers. You're like a job interview. Yeah. I don't just say yes like you or can't 
Joseph, off. what have you unleashed? I gave him the Borgullet chair. It's just been attached to his Gareth Edwards <laughs> underwear-covered ass this is that whole gonna time. Be the I'm really into me punching the crotch. I was like, that's like a good thing for me. Like, is it a hard punch or is it just like a gentle tap? <laughs> is the, the beginning of this podcast, we didn't hear it, but like, one of our contestants is sitting on a Borgullet. <laughs> Oh, oh boy! Oh, you know the best part of the board gala is that like Bodie has a a hologram that explains everything he's coming to do, and they just they don't rather just watch this yeah. hologram. They throw him in a chamber. I think Saul just gets off on board gallets crabbing people's heads and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just he it, wants to see the truth octopus in action. No way he it was really important to see that some people in the rebellion were fucking insane, yeah. <laughs> just like driven crazy yeah. by living in a desert. It's too true, long. and that is one of the things I like about like Mike's like it's a little yeah. bit more gritty and real in the real yeah. world. I like that there are nutbag people. Uh, I reject the, the gritification of everything. Thing. I, like just across the board. Even, the original was mean, gritty. They cut off a dude's arm in a bar. But then also, like everyone says, <laughs> Empire. Everyone says Empire is the best movie in this. In the, I don't. I, I'm not. My Empire's not my favorite, but everyone else says it is. That's the grittiest film. I would say Empire is still grittier than than uh, Rogue One was. So. Totes my goats. So. Uh, <laughs> Clark changing up her catchphrase for the podcast. Would you steal Empire from Walmart if it was being punched in the crotch? <laughs> <laughs> If Walmart was being bear punched was in the punching Walmart in the crotch, <laughs> would you steal Empire? Yeah, would you steal the, the bear was plans from Walmart. <laughs> the bear was punching Sam Walmart in the crotch. <laughs> yeah. Sam Walmart probably deserves. To That's be a punched. triple win right there. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. So I, I would like buy you guys. The movie at that uh, point. Yeah. I'd like you guys all to make a noise to sum up your obsession with. Rogue One, and I realize that some of us are more obsessed than others, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's go ahead and start with you, Mike. What what noise comes to mind to sum up Rogue One for you? What will I do when they break you? <laughs> it's getting more and more rhythmic. <laughs> this, that one had a beat to it. <laughs> it's like Saul's boot camp. <laughs> I could <laughs> dance to that. Uh, Clark, what noise can you make? <sighs> <laughs> Riley. Rebellions are built on hope. Yep. <laughs> nice. And Matt. Uh, my noise is... <laughs> because once that fucking red lightsaber came out, all was forgiven. That ruled. That totally that ruled. Was great. That was pretty great. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I think that's a darkness. great answer. Yeah. Uh, I rate people's obsession. It's always fun to do on the live shows because some people have different levels of obsession. Uh, it's on a scale of one to seven. So I'm going to say one to seven lightsabers okay. for fun. Uh, so, Matt, I, I want to think that you are about five lightsabers obsessed. Wow. Because right. I think even though you don't like the film, it's still occupying your headspace Obviously because you're I wrestling have with things it. things to work out. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I, I, like I, I've cornered many people since December 18th or whatever it was at just to, to give them a piece of my mind about this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. It is, it's definitely inside me in a way. It's like yeah. your exact it, opposite of Force Awakens where you don't, instead of having a private group, so people who want to talk about it can talk about it, you're hunting them so they force you to talk right. about yeah, it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you're, I think that's accurate. It, at first it sounded slightly high, but, yeah, I think you're probably okay. right. Okay, okay. Riley, I'm going to give you a four out of seven. Wow. Even though you really like the movie, it seems like you, you went to the movie, you got the things that the movie offered you, and you're like, great, thanks. I'm, yeah, on, I'm fuck on my way. You, Riley. <laughs> Wait a minute. Can, can, I, I, can I ask how, how many times everybody saw it? I saw it twice. I've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. Clark saw it once. Okay. I saw you, it you four, four times. times. Yeah. Okay. I'm literally dressed as Jen Erso tonight. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. If the four? question was how obsessed are you with Jen Erso, you would get a 28 okay. out of 7. I'm okay with that. I accept your, I accept your ruling. <laughs> <laughs> the last detail nailed it? Okay. Okay. Uh, we're going to save Clark for last because that'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> Mike, oh, you're hard. Uh, <laughs> Understatement. 
<laughs> when I think about Saw Guerrero, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to give you like a 6.2 out of 7. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'll take that gradient. <laughs> uh, because Mostly because of the Borgullet stuff. Oh, thank uh, you. But just, you are the only one who answered uh, positive on a lot of the how obsessed are you questions. You've got that coffee table book, so you're interacting with it yeah. on a more day-to-day <laughs> basis. And you, you, you like the movie for, I think, its deeper truth of being a gritty, horrible, horrible film. <laughs> <laughs> Not horrible in quality, but horrible in what it tells us about humanity. I'll take it. Uh, all right, Clark, I, I think you are at negative seven. <laughs> No. Item seven. Oh my god. Well, how about this? Because I feel like I've been a Debbie Downer this whole time. And I really did think that the Vader stuff was awesome. And also I really liked Alan Tudyk's robot. Like yes. I thought yeah. Oh my god, he's so great. And I like that character a lot. And, and when you say um, Alan Tudyk's robot, you mean the pot strain, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. I mean, yeah, I've been smoking that all day. Uh but no, I, I feel so I feel bad. Like I just have been saying all the things that I didn't like. There are a couple of things that were cool. So I would give myself two <laughs> lightsabers. The okay. pod race was like to know the probability cool. of Clark getting a three. It's low. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you, you like Darth Vader. What, what was the other thing you liked? Alan Tudyk's robot. Alan the Tudyk's, weed. Alan Tudyk's robot and Darth Vader is a good movie. Right? Would you watch a buddy movie between the two of them? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Who wouldn't watch that movie? Only fools. Exactly. I would like. I like to see a prequel that's just about Cheerit and Bays, like their entire like arc yeah. of their entire life together. And yeah, yeah. Matt's gonna love this. There's gonna be a book, so we can read about that. <laughs> I couldn't. Soon. I, I was so that. surprised that, that I liked Cheerit because in the trailer, I, that was the one thing that was a red flag for me. Like his line delivery seemed really weird uh, in the trailer, but then once I watched the movie, I was like, oh, these like. I think other than K2SO, maybe my favorite character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's really charm and warming, uh, warm and fun and all that. Yeah. Uh, All right. So can you guys plug anything that you want to plug? The episode will come out in a few weeks and where people can find you on social media. Uh, I'm at Matt Belknap and you can uh, hear me on Never Not Funny every week. Uh, We just started a new season. And uh, yeah, that's at NeverNotFunny.com. It's on iTunes, all that good stuff. What about the marathon? Oh, thank you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I care about smile trains. So. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we do a, a 12-hour live stream uh, charity event every year. It's on March 4th. Uh, it's uh, called Podcastathon. And uh, it's just 12 hours of our show, but with new guests every half hour. And uh, it raises money for Smile Train, which is a great charity. And you can watch it on YouTube or at NeverNotFunny.com. Awesome. March 4th. Riley? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Applause. Thank you, Riley. I, uh, I am a writer for the International Waters podcast on the Max Fun uh, Network, and so you can listen to that. And I am also, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rye Silverman. Awesome. Yay. Clark? Uh, I am the host and showrunner of Collider Nightmares, which is a weekly uh, genre talk show about horror, sci-fi, fantasy on Collider Video. And um, if this is coming out in a couple of weeks, we may be canceled, but (laughs) (laughs) hopefully we're not. So you can find us on Collider Video every Wednesday. We've been going live at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, but we could use your views. Uh, That's if you like horror and sci-fi and fantasy. And uh, you can find me at Clark Wolf, Clark with an E, Wolf with an E. That was like one of the, the best things that you said about Rogue One because right there you encapsulated Rogue One, <laughs> this dark reality, but you have hope and resilience. There's <laughs> hope, and it's not even CG me saying it. It's like real me. <laughs> Mike? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Drucker, uh, M-I-K-E-D-R-U-C-K-E-R. Uh, Bill Nye Saves the World comes out April 21st. Woo! Please watch Woo! it so they renew us. 
Um, also, I it's write, on Netflix, right? It's going to be on Netflix. I also write for a show called Adam Ruins Everything, and I have a podcast called How to Be a Person, where we talk to people about how to stop being social cripples. Well, we do. They are not social cripples. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great podcast. Uh, here are our final questions. They don't have anything to do with our main topic, but oh. if you want to bring it in, you can. Uh, Matt, if there was a theme park ride based on your life, what would the ride be like? <laughs> um, oh, my God. Uh, it would probably be pretty boring. It would just be <laughs> like, uh, it would be kind of slow. <laughs> and it would just go in a loop between my house, my office, and my children's school. <laughs> and it would just like do that every single day at a very low speed in, 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 a, in an electric, a plug-in electric hybrid. <laughs> 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 Which gets great mileage, you guys. I'm, I'm really hyper-miling this fucking uh, thing. It's great. Would the ride be called Great Mileage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The goal of the game, yeah, it's kind of a game where you see like how little uh, electric energy you can use on this loop. <laughs> awesome, Riley. If the U.S. government made oh. a stamp of you, what would you be doing on the stamp? Uh, it would basically be me uh, freaking out about any queer storyline in any like Supergirl or comic book that I'm reading, like that kind of thing. Like it would be like me like just looking at like bombshells and yeah. So it would it. <laughs> How would you fit that on a stamp? Would it just, just be your excited face? Thought, thought bubbles. Like, yeah, it'd be, like me, it'd be like me excited and like thought bubbles of anything ahead of me. Yeah. Okay. What would be in the thought bubbles, though? Probably Funko Pop figures of the queer characters I was thinking about. <laughs> this sounds like one of them expensive stamps. The whole time I was thinking about my answer to his question, and then I was like, oh, that's a different question. So, all right. I, these are so hard. Yeah. God damn it. I, I forgot you did these. I had these. mine in the chamber. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was the wrong question. Uh, <laughs> I am a monster for asking direct, <laughs> immediate questions. How dare you have an But these are like, they're like hypotheticals. Like, they make me be creative god damn it <laughs> <laughs> but your answer was great i want to go on the great mileage ride it sounds very relaxing don't take the freeways guys that's a that's a chumps game <laughs> <laughs> traffic regenerates the energy it honestly sounds great like life is enough of a roller coaster and i need to be shot around and shook and bumped to get my ass bruised it's just yeah. like sit and like Oh, there's school. There's work. That yeah. sounds nice. My ride would be like baseball. the Harry Potter ride at Universal. Like, you'd feel sick afterwards. Like, I think I liked it, but I need to sit down for a while. I need to, like, not. <laughs> yeah, that ride is crazy. I liked it post-vomit. Uh, Clark, uh, you actually have an option, so this is an easier question. If you could shoot one or the other out of your hand, which would you prefer, acid or jazz music? Jazz music. <laughs> <laughs> so that jazz music for sure. I would literally have jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> no questions. Wow. Also, I thought I, you hated dad jokes. Also, <laughs> I would spit the acid. It would not come out of my head. Okay, you have now created my favorite superhero ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, lures people in with jazz hands. Some like funky sax comes out, and then you spit acid in their face when they get close. Jazz By the way, hand. you're kind of describing how I felt about the movie La La Land. I was just about to say that <laughs> is a whole other jazz podcast. Jazz acid yeah. in my face. Now we agree. Yeah. yeah. Good old spit valve wolf over there. <laughs> uh, Mike, yeah. if you were a candy bar, what kind of candy bar would you be? <laughs> Great question. Uh, I'd be the kind uh, uh, that you open it up and there's nothing inside of it. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>. my God. <laughs> <laughs> if there's nothing there. You think it looks nice, but you open it up and you go, oh, there's nothing. I gotta. <laughs> I think you've just described an almond joy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Thank God you pulled that out of the abyss. <laughs> I would like to thank Matt and Mike for making an existential dread sandwich <laughs> out of this question. By the way, I want to change my earlier answer. I'm going to give Mike a hug. <laughs> 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 
All right, the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Now, you guys have all been on, and I feel like we kind of just got an answer, so. Uh, you guys have all been on the podcast before. You've all answered this question before. So on the count of three, can you all answer it in unison, and we'll see if we get <laughs> anything interesting out of that. On the count of three, <laughs> what is happiness? One, two, three. Save, Save the, the rebellion! rebellion! My Save the dream! Where it says uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and you're like, oh, that's going to be, something cool is going to happen now. Thank you very much. Yay! <laughs> that is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. I am not giving away my shots. I am not giving away my shots. <laughs> Young, scrappy, and hungry. Save the rebellion. Save the dream. I'm really bad at singing and rapping. That's my weakness, besides weakness. <laughs> <laughs>